Okay, today's stuff is Dafio Tet, and we were discussing uh, the fact of Bish or the different things that are Koveya. Okay, and one of the things was Bishul. So we asked the following question: Have you ever buy a Tigno Basade Mahu? What if you fried it in the field? So we said, one second, Belokach Ein Ha'or Tovel. So there's a few ways to understand this sugya. Rav Chaim says, but I don't understand. The fact that frying involves heating deep, like putting it in oil, the oil is heated up, and therefore it should be considered no different to Bishul. So what's, what's even the question? So, Ilu Ifsha Delo Meitan Bamashach, so you understand mashach as being oil. If it was possible to fry without oil, that's what the bayah quit here. That's what the question is. Maybe a light frying, or I'm not even sure what it would be. Um, pan fry. I don't know the terms. I'm not a cook. But anyway, that seems to be the question. Anyway, not resolved. Rabbi Yossi B'Shem B'Shem Kahana Amar Rabbi Yona. Tani Rabbi Chalafta. Chalafta taught, Rabbi Chalafta Ben Shaul taught. Asa Heisev B'Sade Tovel. Im lo Heisev Eino Tovel. So the question is, what is effectively, what does it mean achilat keva? So we understand here is that if well, keba is when someone is mesev, like Pesach, you know, when we eat Pesach, we're leaning. That then, what, that's the definition of what's called Achilah keba, at least in, the, in that time. However, if one did not do Heseba, then we say that is not considered Achilah um, keba. So what the Gemara now says is, I don't, one second, Ezu Hesev, Shehu Tovel, what type of Heseba are we talking about? Now, what is really considered Achilah keba? Is it simply being inclined? So we say that no, call hesev sheyesh bo yayin, meaning only if a meal that you have a glass of wine with, it sounds very Italian, but that's the considered achilat keva. Okay, fine. Let's continue. Katsav lehesev velo hesev, what's the din? What if you decide you, merosh, you were going to eat in that keva manner, but then that didn't do so? The question is, is that koveya or not? Left is a question. Next, Tani. Hashum v'shichlaim the Ba'chardal, all these different things like garlic, uh, and shichayim, I can't remember shichayim, ba'chardal is mustard, that you've ground up a sadeh. Now, normally what they would do is they grind it up with oil. Then we say nitavlu. That's considered achilat keva. Okay? Um, well, it's really, uh, so the Gemara says, ad kadun, what's it really, it says, okay, ad kadun, until, I mean, this makes sense, oh, ad kadun, arachshav mishum, shel tevel, sheshachachu b'shemen shel chulin. I understand if you're talking about this garlic is of tevel and you ground it with chulin, that makes, that's koveya, if you like, for the garlic itself. That's considered echilat, no, it's not koveya, it's considered echilat keva, that's the point. Just to, just to be clear on that point, because I've made a slip of tongue, I don't want to confuse you, is that even before it's koveya, you can only eat it in a snack-like fashion. So the point of the gemara here is, this is considered echilat keva, not that it's koveya, okay? Yeah, fine. Um, so then, then, then we say, What's the din? What if the, the garlic is the chulin and the, and the tevel is the oil? With the fact you're eating the garlic in this fashion that would be koveya for it, does that impact the oil as well? That's the question. Okay, let's continue. So a lot of these questions are asked and unresolved if you follow the pattern here. Reb Zira b'chia bar Ashi b'shem Rav Rav eshkol shesach to lakos nitpa latamfu lo nitpa. So if we've got an eshkol, a bunch of grapes, you squeeze it into a cup, well, that's going to be considered as if it's rich effect of the Gemara Malacha. So it's tevel. That's like it's a small, uh, a small gut, a small bore, if you like. However, latamfu, if you do it into a cooked pot, as we said before, then it's lo nitpa. 
And we discussed that in the Mishnah as well. I mean, even if you squeeze some grapes into a, a cooked food and you take it the pips and you take out the um and, and the pips and the skins, normally says if it was in a bore, that's considered maximum malacha. We said if in the natafshil, it's not considered as if it's a turbo. So we say that now the Gemara says, but I don't understand what if you're putting into a hot food, belokach ein or tovel. But if you're putting into a, a pot of hot food, the fact that it's hot, wouldn't the cooking of it effectively make a table anyway? Okay, even if you say it hasn't, it's not considered as if it's being pressed in a gut, the fact you put it into a pot. But the fact that it's hot, we said, Bishul is one of the things that are covert. So we say, so we say Tifta betavshil tzonen. Very, the very simple way of talking about it, the pot's already cooled down. And you're just adding some wine or some, some grape juice, really, for flavor. Okay. Next, we say if you if you squeeze these grapes into a kadeira, a pot, then you be chayit. Some Rav Lazar, he says lekadeira kenit manit. That we're talking about if you do it into a empty pot. Okay, this is a kadeira kenit. That's what the Mishnah says. If you recall, the Mishnah says if you do it in an empty pot, that's when then it need be chayit. And Rav Rav Lazar says that's because an empty pot is a bit like a small press, and that's when it's kovea. However, now I've got a, sort of a bit of issue how to read this next part. It says manita lo amrakem. So what it sounds like, this is the first reading, which is Rasrilio, you actually have the word lo amraken. Rav Chaim quotes both these opinions I'm about to bring, meaning katan. So one, what it sounds like, the fact that they're paralleling the case of a tavshil and a kadeira means they both have food in it. That's one way of explaining it. And the Grad takes out the word lo, meaning matnitin amraken. Meaning the mission, this writer seems to support that contention that when, when is it chayv if you press it into a kadeira when the kadeira is empty? Why? Because it says, like it's a small collection point for pressing of wine. Okay, fine. Let's now do the next Mishnah. Now this is Shabbat. This is, we have a fascinating case of the Tinok, a katan meaning. A katan doesn't have machshava. And a lot of what we've been discussing here is machshava is very important. Are you going to take it to market? Are you going to not? How are you going to eat it? What's the intention to do with it? However, what we find out here that it will, there's discussion, what, what impact does a Tinoket have? So it says, Tinoket shetamnu tenu Shabbat. It says, the Mishnah says, if a tinok, if a, if a small child stores away some tenim figs for Shabbat, the shachach la'asram, then we didn't do hafrasha, lo Shabbat then you cannot eat it even from this food, not, neither on Shabbos or even after Shabbos, meaning Shabbat Bikoveya. Meaning the fact that where this child has put aside some food for Shabbat is significant. Okay? So I'll read you, Rabchaim. Hachim Mishim, the Shabbat Kovat Lamaiser. The first point is to say Shabbat is Kovaya. That's the first in which we already discussed before. Normally we've said, it's actually Machlok Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish, which we'll touch on soon, but normally we say that it's only, Shabbat, Shabbat is only Kovaya if you've collected this food for Shabbat. So what's interesting here, that even for a Katan, who we normally, we say, this machshava, that the fact that the child wants to put these food for Shabbat is effective when? And this is important to deal with a katan, that even though a katan normally doesn't have machshava, if they do an outward action that is mochiach, that proves or indicates what their internal machshava is, then their mesa has significance. 
Okay, so after understand how this works, that's what the Gemara is going to try and refine. But the important thing so far is the if the cut the katan does an action that is setting aside for Shabbat, and it's clear that it's set aside for Shabbat, then Shabbat will be kovel. Okay, next, what about kalkalat Shabbat? Kalkalat Shabbat is a um, it's a basket that we collect the food, especially for Shabbos inside it. Now the question is. Um, we've got a machloket here. Beit Shammai says p'turim, potrim, sort of a chavachim and mechayivim. Beit Shammai says it's it's you can still eat a snack from it. With the Beit Shammai says you have to do hafrasha. What's a machloket? This is Beit Shammai Hillel says afilu kodem Shabbat, meaning everyone agrees this basket when it hits Shabbos and after Shabbos it's too late. The fact that you've put it in the basket now on a Tuesday that's a machloket Beit Shammai Hillel. Beit Hillel says the fact you put it in the basket on a Tuesday. Already it's, and this is the basket, especially for Shabbos. I'm putting this aside for Shabbos. You can no longer eat for a snack, a snack. So in other words, just a Shabbos Koveya, setting aside for Shabbat is also Koveya. You wouldn't be able to eat a snack from it. You'd have to do proper Rasha. Okay. Next case. Rebu says, Omer, af beloket kalka leshlo lechavor Also, if someone collects a basket of, of, say, figs or the like to send to his friend, that would also be Koveya. Okay. It sent his friend as a present. Now, the question is, what are we talking about? The Gemara is going to really address that. Okay, um, fine. Let's see next case. Hanotel zeitim min hamitan. If someone takes. Now, the mitan here is what they would do is they would, Ari Reb Chaim, says, mitan who cleadless should sovereign bought a zeitim. used to collect all the olives prior to pressing this big, say, vat. And they'd leave them there in order to soften. Okay? They had some and some shemen comes out. So, hanotel zeitim min hashemen. He can dip one at a time in some salt and eat them. Now, this is really important, this one, to understand, because we've been, we're going to discuss this in the Shira anyway, but we've been trying to understand how, what's the relationship with salting. Because yesterday we said that in the Mishnah, Molach is in the Sadez Kovea. We talked about dipping things and eating. We didn't, we sort of thought, Machok, exactly what that means. I mean, dipping in salt or not. And here, what we discussed, suddenly we raised, we raised the fact that you can, you can and eat it one at a time and eat it. But we said before that salting is Kovea. So, what does this mean? So, Reb Chaim here says, and we're going to open this up in the Gemara a little bit. It says, meaning you can take one at a time, dip it in salt and eat it. Why? Because one at a time is a right. Vishari, why it's permitted? Mishim don't tell me now. Mitan shalolim marmalach. You're taking something from this, this, this um, softening that let's call it that that hasn't reached gemar malacha yet. Deal because if it had reached gemar malacha, af echad echad asur shamelach kovela ma'aser. So in other words, what we see here, this is a bit like the, um, this is a bit like the Tosaf Chadashim explains the Mishnah. So I was going to quote this letter and bring it now. Is that it, that salting is a bit like a chaser. Just like a chatzar is koveya for something reaching the malacha, so do we find that with salting as well. That's what we're learning in this Mishnah. Okay? That's why you can take one at a time, because then reach the malacha. But if you take two, that's when it's going to be a problem, just like we said in a chatzar as well. Okay? Um, however, in malach and if you salt a few and put it in front of you, then that's going to be a problem. We'll bring the, uh, the opposite opinion later. Okay, let's get into Rebeliezer Omer. Meaning, if that person himself is tameh, and he takes it from a mitan, from a, this vat that is tahor, that which he has taken, he's no longer going to, going to put back. And therefore, because he's not going to take it and put it back, I read a bit of a rechaim the fact whatever he took had intention to eat it all. And if you get in, and because by taking it makes it tummy, he can't put anything back. So therefore, that's defined as a chilak keva. However, if the vat itself was tamer and his tamer, 
since he'll put back anything left over, you can still define that Achille as being a ray. That's an important difference here, the Rebeliezer says. Okay, again, we're going to open up all these machlokets in the Gemara. Shotin alagat bein alachamin bein alatsonim o pator di Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Meir says you can drink from by the press while you're still in the press, right? You can eat it there. This is before you've skimmed the pips and the, um, and the, and the skins and the like, so it hasn't reached Gemara Lachas, so you can have a snack from it. However, and why is that? Because simply in it remain, you're going to machzir at a motar, you're going to put the banan back, so it can still be considered achilat arai. Rebbe Yezir Ratzadok, he's mechaev. Why is mechaev? Rebbe Chaim says, the gaza shemi atzaminagat. Because you might take some out of the gut, eat it down, and that's going to be achilat keva. Drinking a revise of wine is achilat keva. Chachamim says it depends. Alachamim chayav alatzonim patur depends how you dilute it. If you do it with hot water, you're not going to machzir at a motar, you're not going to put the remainder back, because you're going to it's going to spoil all the wine that's left at the base in, the, in that pit. However, if it's if you dilute it with a bit of cold water, and when you drunk it, then since the remainder you put back, you can still define that as an achilat arai. Same type of discussion we've been having. Okay. Now the Gemara. Rabbi Amnona says, Omer tinok lashuk nitavla. Now this is a fascinating case. We said that normally if someone takes it to market, right, uh, food to market, as soon as it drinks Gemara Malacha, it becomes tether. Okay. So we said, what's a Gemara Malacha for, um, for figs? The figs, it's either when you've got cold sorcho or when you cover it over. Okay. So what we're saying here for a katan, the fact that he's covering it over is if you like megaleta dat, it makes it clear that he's now got cold sorcho when he covers over the covers it over with the leaves. Okay. However, so the Gemara says, Makom Shemach Shavto just as by the gadol when he says in other words for him for a gadol it's only once he's got all he needs that's dependent on machshavah that you can't tell from a child there we find if there's a mesa that's mochiach that for a katan that would also be kobeah so that's the idea that a mesa that is that is clear through his actions that's what's going to be kobeah okay so the gemara now says i don't understand rabzira by klum machshato shel gadol mitkem ad sheyiftach so that's where the Red Chaim says. Sorry, sorry, the graph changes it to. So the question is as follows. Even if he covers it over, it's not clear still what you're meant to be doing with that. He might be covering it over because he wants to take it to home. Now, if he's taking it home, it's not Kobea when you cover it over. It's only Kobea once you reach the bait. So the question is, I don't understand. He says, When it's okay, when you take the market. If he's staying at home, even if you cover it, therefore, when you fill it up, it's not only if he's taking the shuk. So therefore, Therefore, the katan, the fact that he's covered over, isn't a ma'asav that's mochiach that he wants to sell in the market. He might be want to take it up. So how can you say that? So that's why Rav Zira is arguing on Rav Hamnuna. The katan shechipa mohachacha yeshkan. What proof is there? Shumalich l'shuk. Dil machipa, and it says v'lo mashni. Right? In other words, here it seems that Rav Zira's got a good kasha on Rav Hamnuna, and there's no, it seems to be no resolution. Again, we explain Rab Chaim as always. Most of the sugis, there's a different flow point to other shittot. Let's continue. Manina pliga al Rav Amnuna. It says tinoket shetamnu teinim l'shabat. This is our mission. So our mission. This seems to be cholek. Now the grass says it's changed it to Rab Zira, but Rab Chaim runs with his girsa. He says tinoket shetamnu teinim l'shabat. A child that's covered that that has um, put away teinim for Shabbat. 
forgot to and they forgot to do Haprasha Trimasmasra, you can't Now the Ray Reb Chaim explains the Kashir as follows. We said that the Machshav of Rakatin is only Kovaya if it's through his Maasim, it's Mochiach. Okay? Just like he was Mechapeh because he's going to take it to the Shuk. Okay? Now the question is, it is a Friday morning, for example, or a Thursday, and the child puts him some food away. How is it clear that he's keeping it for Shabbos? He might be keeping it for an afternoon snack. It's not clear through his masim, but nonetheless, the Mishnah says, what does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says that it comes Shabbos, it's, it's, it's too late, it's Kovea. So that seems to be a kasha. So Rabbi Zira now defends, B'Shem says, B'Shem Amno, Tiftab Shilaktu Im Dimdu Mechama. What's the Mishnah talking about? The Mishnah is talking about when it's a few minutes to Shabbos, the kid quickly get, grabs some figs and puts it away for Shabbos, puts it away. Then it's clear that he's putting him aside special for Shabbos. He puts it on, you know, in special corner for his Shabbos snack or whatever it is. Okay. Whereas Americans say he's baggy. I think it is. Anyway, let's continue. Late Hada Pligi al Rabbi Yochanan. Now, doesn't, isn't this Cholak on Rabbi Yochanan? Now, if you recall Rabbi Yochanan, what did Rabbi Yochanan say? This is a Machlok Rabbi Yochanan Resh Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan said, we have to remember all these machlokas because there's, there are a few machlokas that we're seeing in this in master that keep on repeating, like keep, keep coming up and coming up. And this is this is not the machlokas where the chatzeros kovet the rice. This is the other Rabbi Yochanan Reshlakish, which is if you have food that goes through Shabbos, even if you didn't set it aside for Shabbos, would it be kovet? Okay. If you recall, Rabbi Shimon Lakish only, only if it's set aside for Shabbos. Rabbi Yochanan says no, even if not. Um, fine. So. Uh, let's continue. So this seems to be cholak. Rabbi Yochanan ma hashabbat tovelav im nei shelak. Sorry, so late, sorry, late had a paligal Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan amar hashabbat tovelav. Now we say mibnei shel tum b'shabbat ha im lo lak tum shabbat lo. But the Amishna says, when do we say that it, the meisr of this katan is koveya for Shabbos? Is because he collected them for what? Collected them for Shabbos. Mashma what if he hadn't collected for Shabbos? It wouldn't be koveya. That's going in the face of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, it doesn't matter if you collected it for Shabbos or not. Once Shabbos comes in, it's game over. So this doesn't this Mishnah seem to be Cholak Rabbi Yochanan? So Rabbi Yochanan B'Shem Rav, Rav Hamnuna says as follows, Afilu laktu b'Shabbos, ochel marai Shabbos. No. It really, it wouldn't make a difference. It wouldn't make a difference if it was collected for Shabbos or not Shabbos B'Koveya. What's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? What's the Mishnah trying to teach us? That you can still, even though the Katan collected it for Shabbos, it's only once Shabbos comes in that you can't eat from it, but you could still keep eating it in the lead up to Shabbos. That's that's the chiddush. Okay. Don't be medayik that if it wasn't like Shabbos, not. Shabbos like Rabbi Yochanan would be nami Shabbos tovela. Shabbos would be make it tevel. What's trying to teach us? It's only going to be when at night time. because it says the specifically what? Motzei Shabbat is going to be a problem. Shabbos be no problem. despite the fact you've set the aside for Shabbos. However, when we speak about Shabbat itself, well, Shabbos is The question is, is it going to impact Motzei Shabbos? Because there's, there's a shit I think we've seen this before. I think that Shabbos itself, all Achilah and Shabbos is defined as being Kevah. It could be Kovea and then go out of being Kavua. 
Well, no, that's kind of the question. In other words, I think Rish Lakish would say the food itself, if you're not eating it, if you didn't set aside a Shabbos, you're not eating on Shabbos, it's not impacted by Shabbos. Right? But if you then want to eat it on Shabbos, all, all, all Achil on Shabbos is considered keva by definition. That's like the thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's what he's saying, the Chidush is. The Chidush is that, and it says that's not, and the important is, Lord, I'm a calculus Shabbos, I'm eating the plague. It says this is not similar, meaning setting aside for Shabbos and putting the calcul of Shabbos. Because if you recall, our mission talked about a kalkalav Shabbos was machlo bechamayv hila. Bechila says of kovei as soon as you put in the kalkalav on a Tuesday, as soon as you put in the basket. So here we're talking about a mice of kandi puts it aside, puts it in his like uh, under his bed or something like that for Shabbos. Then we say that it, yes, when Shabbos comes in, it would be kovei, but the pri- on erev Shabbos you could still he could still have a snack from it. Okay, so that was the first kasha we tried to present on. Rabbi Yochanan. However, now we say, I feel the Rishim and Meshlakish late Pligi. But this could even be, this could even present a Kasha, a Mishnah, even on Shitta Rishim and Lakish. Why? So we say, He says, What's interesting here is, is that I'll read you, I'll read you, Rukhaim. He says, We ask on Rishim and Meshlakish, the Paliga Rabbi Yochanan, the Surah Leda Shabbos, and the Eno Tobela Elim Liktum Lashabbos. Right, we know that when we, we according to Rosh Hashanah, he says that it's only Kovaya if you pick this food for Shabbos. That's when Shabbos is Kovaya for it. Now we say, but one second, we're dealing with children in our Mishnah. So we have to sort of wipe out all our answers we've said before, and so we can appreciate this kasha. We're talking about a child. Even if he collected Lutzorach Shabbos, Kamish Lakhtun Shalola Shabbos. He's not, his Shabbos not really important. Whether he collected for Shabbos or not doesn't matter. It should be considered if it wasn't for Shabbos. Because I don't have machshava. We saw on a Mishnah Shah Shabbat Tovelet. Alma Afil Liktam Shalola Shabbos. You see Shabbat Tovelet. In other words, what's he saying? The Kasha Lerish Lakish. So, in other words, we're saying that sort of, sort of, you have to forget what we said before to appreciate this Kasha. We're saying a child that, that set aside for Shabbos, the, the Mishnah says Shabbos would be Kovea. But a machshava of a katan is nothing. So for him, what does it matter what he, what, he, what he set it aside for? Whether it's for Shabbos or not for Shabbos, it doesn't make a difference. It's like as if he didn't set aside for Shabbos. And what the Mishnah still, still says, it's Kovaya. Shabbos would be Kovaya. So mashma, what? Even if you didn't set aside for Shabbos, it's Kovaya. That's Kasher Shlakish. Because Rakish says only things that are set aside for Shabbos, Kovaya. So then we say very simply, like we said before, Rabbi Yossi B'Shem, Rabbi Hila, Tifta, Shilak, Tumim, Din, Dumai, Chama. We're talking about a child that really started setting it aside, Mamash, close to Shabbos. As a single setting, and therefore it is clear through his maizim that he was setting aside for Shabbos, and you can understand that this is only referring to food that was set aside for Shabbat, not kasher and reshlakish. Okay, next, kakla Shabbos. Now, Rebbe Lazar B'Shem Rebbe Yehoshai says, What are we talking about this Kalkala Shabbos? What's this special thing about this basket of Shabbos that we have a, um, that we say that it would be Kovea uh, even on Tuesday according to Beit Hillel? So the first understanding is the kalkala shel te'enim hemiti. We're talking about a basket of figs. Now, what's the difference with the basket of figs? According to um, according to Reb Chaim, it's because it's chashiva. It's important. Kishiatag l'shabes that's kviot. What's interesting here is that I'll read you the gra again. Got a lot of different explanations here. But the gra says is this dafke be kalkala te'enim. Specifically, kalkala te'enim. This sort of reminder for the sugu we did previously. We talked about the specifics of a te'enim. Why? Because by Kalkalav Te'enim, it's the shear is once it's reached everything you need. Okay? That's when it's considered Gemara Malacha. So therefore, that's why it's specifically important. That's why we're talking about only a basket of figs per se. 
I'm tempted to confuse you a little bit, but um, I won't. Oh, well, Rashtra really says it's actually, we also see a specific important things of Kakalatani. Uh, we talk about the Kakalats for Chachamim. Kakalatani was special in terms of if you Toremim and Otskoveya, but not for anything else. So we see Kakalatani is considered a very important thing. But anyway, it says as follows. However, Debei Rabbi Yanai Amri Afilu Netzara. Now, Netzara, there's not clear what Netzara is. One understanding is that it's um, like Kismini, something that's not Chashuv. That's where Chaim explains it. And the coin to the grace is even if it's one anafechad, even one branch, it would all be tovel. Okay, why is that? Because Reb Lazer ben Atikus b'shem Reb says tifel ben We're talking about a tena that's miuchedet leshabbos, meaning the basket itself. So I explained. Reb Chaim says I'm not going to confuse anymore. Just stick with Reb Chaim. Kakel leshabbos to the beit hillel tovelit he mishum shehi miuchedet leshabbos ukuuvda dahala. Meaning we're not talking. It's not the product inside it per se. It's because the basket itself is a basket that's for Shabbos, as is proven by this following Maisa. So we have the word Dalma next, which means a Maisa. Reb Chia, Reb Imi, Reb Isi, Havon Yatvin, they were sitting. Avar Chatan Kakulatainim, there was a person who was walking by with a basket. We're hungry, would you mind selling us some? Amar Loni says to them, Kalkula Shabbos, Enumazavna. This is a basket of Shabbos, it's not for sale. Okay? So that expression of the Kalkula Shabbos is not for sale is very important, meaning, I read Reb Chaim now. He says, "Amar lehem kakla Shabbos. If ain't no him care, I'm not going to sell it." Or milvihak uvdele ten tam. That's explaining a my kakla Shabbos. Why Shabbos is why is this basket that's food that's for Shabbos kovea? Mishum shimuchelat Shabbos because it's special for Shabbos. V'lo mezavna. It's so special that you wouldn't even sell it to anybody. It's mamash considered set aside. That's why it's considered chashrov. That's why it's considered kovea coin debate hillel. Meaning it's not for sale. I've completely designated. I've put it aside. That's why it's already kovea coin debate hillel already on a Tuesday. Okay, next case. Rabbi Yehuda Amar. In, in other words, it's kilo as if it's already sold, you know, and, and a mecher, if you like, is kover. Uh, okay, next case. Rabbi Yehuda Amar. So if we go by Rabbi Yehuda, says, We said even if you're collecting a basket of food to, to, to send to your friends as a gift, it is kover. So the question is, what's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda on Amishnah? Is he... Is it a new case? It was going on the previous case of Kalkala Shabbat. So Rabbi Chia B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan says, um, is is the Chiddush of Rebbe Yehuda that is going on the case of Kakala Shabbat, that a Kakala Shabbat is covered even if you're preparing it for somebody else, not just for yourself? Is that his Chiddush? Or the reason Rabbi Yehuda is stating it now is because if you're preparing a basket of food to send as a friend as a gift, a hamper, they call it, I think, then it is, um, then it is chashuv to you like a kalkal of Shabbat. So it doesn't matter if it's kalkal Shabbat or not, but since you've set it aside, you put it aside that you're not going to sell it, like we've said, you're not going to sell to anybody. The kids try and take something from that, you give them a what for for doing so. Therefore, it's considered as if like a kalkal Shabbat and it is um, that, that sort of gift p- package. Therefore, it would be kovea. Okay. That's a question. Um, let, but again, seems to be unresolved. Next. Hanotel zaitim in amitam. So now we ask once again, late Hada Palik al Rav. The Rav Amar, who asur le Cholba. So this question is as follows. You know what? I have to read Rukhaim because there's a lot to fill in in detail. It says as follows. Milu Pligia Rav. Now, if you recall, Rav is of opinion. We saw the shit at Rav that if that a Rav Amar de El, I'll just read inside. The Gabi Amaver turning the Chatzar Liktzot. If someone's taking his figs through the Chatzar to the drying place, that's a Mishmar Malacha. Vamahatam, he says, we saw previously that he himself is not able to uh, eat from it. 
asul lechol. De'enochlim alamuk. De'enochlim alamuk. Ela almekomo. The only place he can eat from this in a snack-like fashion, because that rich Malacha, is by the mukta itself, by the places where he's dry. And why is that? Because again, when he's walking with his feet, he's not clear what he's doing with it. And when, when people and he starts eating it, people will think, oh, it's rich Malacha, and he's eating tether. That's why you have to have a context where it's clear that you're eating something that's rich Malacha. Rav says you can only eat it while it's on the mukta. Okay. And now it says, Here it says, you can dip one in, you can dip one in salt. And you can eat it. Mashma, because It would appear that the mitan's already in the house. He's taken into the house where it's softening. How's Rav letting you eat it? That's born in the house, even has a rich Malacha. If he's not eating it there and there and then by the vat, where it's clear contextually that has to reach Gemara Malacha. Because the Star Mishnah, when it says he can eat as a snack, means even if it's not by the Mita. Okay? So again, the Kashir is, is rub, rub, when something, when food is in a, goes through a place or is in a location that could be Koveya, but it hasn't reached Gemara Malacha. Rav says you can only eat in a way that it's clear that it has to reach Malacha. So here, when it says you can take from this mitan, from this fat that's softening all the olives, and take one and you can dip in salt one at a time, it seems to be Cholokon Rav, because Rav seems, because it seems to suggest it doesn't have to be a mitan. You can take you can take one and eat it any, any way you like. And even if it doesn't have that context to prove that it hasn't reached Malacha. So we say, no, it's not talking about where it reached the house. Matan, sorry, besadeh. Um, it, it, we, we can talk about the fact that it hasn't gone to a place which is Kovea. He's put it simply in this softening vat in the field. Okay, let's continue. Now we ask the question. This is our question we've been asking. I don't understand. If we're talking about Malicha, and Malicha is Kovea, like in the pre- Mishnah we learned previously, then why is it saying in this Mishnah, one, you can eat one at a time? If Malicha is Kovea, even one at a time would be a problem. So lamali tziruf, why don't we tziruf together? So im, so we say im tziruf lamali. If the im tziruf lamali melach, if it's if it's if once you metzaruf it, why do we need melach? So ela al yadezev al yadezev. It's really through both tziruf and melicha, and this is how we explained quite a rabbi before, because melach would be koveya on something that reaches gemara melacha, as we said, and therefore you need to metzaruf together, much like a chatzah. That's what Tosim Chadashim explains it. What's interesting here, for your benefit, I know we're going a bit over time, but it's kind of really worth it. So let's um. Let's continue. The uh, the the Moshe says differently. It says meaning or Okay, it it's like either siruf or melicha would be kovea. But then again, so how do we understand the tefillah? So therefore, this is um, sorry. This is like the Tosaf Chadash. In the previous side, it was the Reb Chaim was like the Mishnah Rishona. Sorry, I kept said the wrong around. So he says that really there's a difference between two types of malicha. There's malicha where it's a thorough salting, as we said, where you put it there to turn into, I don't know, pickles or something like that. I don't know how you make those, like salted uh, olives. And there's a dipping salt, the, the dipping salting. So again, like we explained, I think yesterday, we have to differentiate, with, with, you know, there's malicha and tevila, right? So therefore it's olia dezer, olia dezer, meaning here, if you're taking and dipping, one of the, uh, dipping a few, then you need two to mitzarefet. But if you're doing proper malicha, then it would be even, you know, then, then you've got a problem. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Lazar's Omer. So, now the question is so, this is really based on a kind of on a bright eye. Fill in the gaps here with Reb Chaim. 
He says that there's actually a Tosefta that says as follows. Where is it? Um, he says, Im mitanim, echator vachator You know, what's a case? If you recall, we saw in the Mishnah in terms, if you take some, some, some olives from this mitan, it makes a difference of person's time or contra Meaning, because if he's tamet and the mitan, whether it's tamet will make a difference, because whether if he's not going to be able to machzir to mutar, but return it back, it's considered as if it's koveya, because what he took out was taking up eating. But if the vat itself was tamet, then since you put back anything left over, it's considered achilat arai and wouldn't be koveya. Okay? That's what we said in the Mishnah. So we say, what's even the machloket? If we're talking about their shnei mitan, divara kol mutar, he changed asur to mutar. If you're talking about there are two vats, a tamet one, a tamet one, then everyone would agree that you mach, you'd mach zero to mutar, even if it's tamay, because you've got the chance to put it in the tamay one. However, if there's only one, a divra call should be, should be asur. So what's even the machloket? Because Chachamish would agree, since you're not going to put the remainder back, it's going to be asur. So what's even the machloket in the Mishnah? How do I understand the machloket? The way we explain the Mishnah, would the Chachamim should absolutely agree with it. We're talking about when you have a Tao one and your friend has a Tame one. Can you rely on, would someone put the remainder back in their friend Ma'atan that would make it considered a Achilat Arai? So he says, importantly, add the Someone's not going to put the remainder in their friend's one. Therefore, if his Tame took out of a Tao one, it's considered Achilat Keva. However, the Rabbanin Amrin Rabbanim say Adam Machsir. So taking out the word Ain, Adam Machsir Matinoshal Chaviro, someone who put the remainder in his friend Matan, and therefore it would not, therefore it would not be, it wouldn't be Kovea, it's still considered as if it's Achilat Arai. Let's continue. Shotin Alagat. And this is talking about the fact where if someone can take some of the wine from the press at the bottom before they skimmed everything and have it as a snack. So Amar Rabbi Elazar Alachamin Chayim Shukava. So here we're explaining the Mishnah. If he's going to dilute it with chamin, the reason why it's koveya is because he doesn't want to return the, return the remainder, anything left over. So therefore, by definition, now what you're drinking is considered achilat keva because you wanted to drink it all. That is the, uh, that's why you explain the Mishnah, actually. And alatzoni, when it's all, alatzoni, it's patu shu arai, it's considered arai, because yacholu machzarate, because you can return the remainder, and therefore that which you took out as a small amount and dilute it with, say, some cold water would not then make it considered, uh, wouldn't prevent you from returning it, and it's considered, considered a snack. Dam rabbi yossi b'shem rabbi zira, b'yonav rabbi zira b'shem rabbi lazar, af mash b'lagin lot v'impal, so even if someone took a jug out, then it also wouldn't be Kovea. Why? Because since he's going to put the remainder back, it defines what you're doing still considered snack-like fashion. Meaning, once again, this we've seen this theme the whole time. In other words, if you're taking it from something that hasn't reached Kamaramalacha, one marker of what's considered a snack or not is whether you're going to return the remainder. So even if you took a lug in, like a little jug of, of, of wine, since you what we learn here, that since you're going to return the remainder, it can still be sent to a snack like fashion. Okay, um, fine. That's our reader. Even that which is in your jug, it's considered considered considered. Despite the fact you may pull out a jug of wine that doesn't have any bits in it, that doesn't have any pills or pips or anything like that. So you might think, oh, by a vat that's Kovea, we say that nonetheless, that which is in the jug is not considered Nigmar Malachto. 
because since you're going to return it back. Since you're going to return the remainder, like in our case, in the case we took a glass and diluted somewhat, since you're going to return it, therefore it's love kevahu. It's not considered achela keva, and therefore um, you'd be able to drink it without any hafrash. Okay. Tough. Have a good Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos. Thank you so good much. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos.